How many of you stayed up to watch uh, the New Year in last night? Show of hands. So pretty much everybody's going to fall asleep <laughs> during this part of our service. I know, I know, I know. Some, some of you do it every Sunday. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, man, what a, what a powerful song that we just sang, right? Yes. Amen, man. Just, you know, isn't it awesome? Uh, to know that God has, he is, he is fighting, but he has fought and he has won. He has defeated our greatest, greatest enemy, uh, and that is death and sin. Amen? And that's the hope we have. So we just, uh, we praise the Lord for that, man. It's just so good to be here this morning, first day of the new year. Uh, and I just want to say, man, I love, I love this church. I love our church. You, you guys love the church here? Yeah, yeah. I love the church here. Um, you know, in our culture, we love, we love a lot of things, don't we, in our culture? We love our coffee. How many of you guys like coffee? Any coffee drinkers here? <laughs> yeah? We got so many different coffees. Like, what's some of your favorite coffees? Like, we got uh, Americano, Espresso, Mocha, what, what other coffees do you guys drink? Somebody name a coffee that you drink. What was it? Lattes. Frappuccinos, and what is it? I can't hear you. Hazelnuts, French vanilla, yeah. And then, there, and then there's the hardcore people, you know. And I'm one of these guys who just I drink my coffee black. I don't put anything in it. And uh, I tell you why I started doing that is because when I first started drinking coffee, when I was four, I'm just kidding. I wasn't that. When I first started drinking coffee. Uh, I used to try to put all these different flavors in it, right, to try to get it just right uh, before I would drink. I'd put some sugar in it. I'd put these different, and I never could get it exactly the same every time. And so one day, I just said, you know what, forget it. I was going to start drinking it black. I'm going to man up and drink it black. And, uh, and so that's what I've been doing ever since. It changed my life. It really did. Um, <laughs> you know, something else we love in our culture is sports, man. How many of you guys are sports fans? Some of you, yeah, okay. Yeah, Clemson, yeah, that was, I mean, I tell you, there's some crazy games yesterday. Uh, there's going to be some, now wait a minute, we can't, that, somebody, we need to pray over some of these people back here, okay? All right. Steelers, right? Steelers, yeah. How about them Hokies? How many of you guys watched that game Thursday night? Good, how many of you thought the game was over at halftime? <laughs> yeah, man, that was crazy. That was, that was insane. Uh, something else we love in our culture is vacations. How many of you like to take vacations? Yeah. How many of you guys, uh, when you take vacations, you like uh, theme park vacations? Like, you'll, like you, Disney World, Disneyland, that's like your... How many of you guys have been to Disney? I've never been, so I don't know what I'm missing. Um, am I missing a lot? Is it, is it also life-changing? <laughs> All right. Um, and what's that? Better than black coffee. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, theme parks, I, you know, when I, was, I was thinking this past week when I was kind of writing this out. I, I had this thought. It took me back to uh, Clark Griswold and the family vacation <laughs> where they went to Wally World, right? And uh, how the theme park, it was closed. You guys remember that, that movie? Isn't that an awesome movie? Right? So theme parks. Some of you are theme park vacation people. Uh, how many of you are, are beach or mountain people? When you go vacation, you got to go to the beach or the mountain. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, I like both beach or mountain. 
We typically will go to the beach, but I like both. Um, yeah, I heard a story. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this. It's, I'm sure you, so a lot of you have heard the story. But there was this guy who was going to tra- take the trip of a lifetime. All right, he was going to take a vacation. It was a trip of a lifetime. He saved up his money, and he was going to take a trip over to Granada, Spain. Granada, Spain, a little, little town over in Spain. So he had booked everything. He booked his flights. He'd booked his tours. He'd booked his trains, his buses, uh, hotels, all these different things. He'd booked everything. Everything was planned. Everything was good to go. And so he hopped on a plane here in America, and he flew over the Atlantic Ocean 10 hours, and he landed in London. And from there, he was going to pick up a flight, fly two hours to Granada, Spain. Well, when he hopped on the plane in London, the plane started to fly back across the Atlantic Ocean. He thought, this is strange, right? This must be a different way to get there. Uh, Ten hours later, he lands in his destination, not Granada, Spain, but Grenada in in the Caribbean. Yeah. You guys heard that story before? True story, true story. Uh, so, yeah, he, he, uh, he landed in uh, Grenada, Grenada in the, in the Caribbean. Talk about a miscommunication, right? Right? Just, just, it's just a change of one letter from Grenada to Grenada that took him to a totally, totally different destination. And I just, again, I want to say, man, I love, I love our church. You know, I, I want to say that, uh, that, that as your pastor and as your leaders here, we are we are desiring to move uh, this church towards a destination, and, uh, and I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm so thankful for this faith community. Um, I love it. It's, it's been a privilege to, to, to serve here for the last eight and a half years, and, and now coming up on two years as, as your lead pastor, it's just been amazing. I love the fact that, uh, man, that, that when people come in this place, they make comments about feeling the presence of the Lord and how they feel the Spirit in this place, and I I love that about us. I love that, that we are friendly and that we are welcoming and that people enjoy coming here. I love the fact that every single Sunday we come in here and our desire is to lift up the name of Jesus and to exalt him and to honor and glorify him. I love the fact that, that we stand in here every week, uh, week in and week out, and we worship him as our king, as our leader, as our forgiver. Um, I, love, I love this church. I, I do. I love this church. And I love, love you guys. love serving here. Uh, I love our purpose. I love our purpose here at Chester Christian Church. And uh, I, I try to say our purpose every single week. I try to, uh, it's in our program every single week. It's on our wall out there. And, and it's very simple. Uh, it, it simply says this, our, our purpose is to make much of Jesus by reaching people with the gospel, discipling people in the gospel, and equipping people to share the gospel. How many of you guys have that uh, for memory. Anybody here can have that in memory? Anybody? If you do, there's a special prize for you. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's not. Before somebody starts spelling it out and that I don't have anything. Uh, but I would encourage you, I would encourage you to, to really to, to memorize that, put that, because it's, it's just, it's, that's what we want to be about here at Chester Christian Church, right? This is that purpose, right, to make much of Jesus by reaching, discipling, equipping. That is what we filter everything through, right? So, so uh, is this what we are doing, this ministry, this, this, you know, this outreach, this, uh, this uh, class, whatever it is, we filter everything through our purpose, and is this what we are doing helping us to accomplish our purpose? Is it in some way, is it making much of Jesus? Is it going to reach people? Is it going to disciple people? And is it going to equip people? 
Right? That, that, that's what we ask. That's our core mission. That's our core purpose. That's what we are about. Right? We want to be the kind of church that, that is reaching people, that is discipling people. We want to see people growing in the gospel. I love nothing more than to see people come, come to know Jesus Christ, to put their faith and trust in him for the first time. I love that. But I also love just as much to see people uh, that are growing in their faith. Right? There's, there's nothing better than those two things, to see people come to know Jesus for the first time and to see people grow in their faith and to see how the gospel is changing their lives. And that's what we want to be about, man. That's what we want to be about here at Chester Christian Church, and that's our purpose, that's our mission. And that's important because, listen, it's easy for the church to become about what we have here, right? What we have here. And it's easy to say that God brought me here, that God has placed these people here, that God has led us to this place here. And the danger for most churches is this, if they're not careful, that they can focus the mission, the purpose, the effort, the energy on those that are here, taking care of those that are here, keeping those here happy and serving those that are here. And listen to me, certainly, certainly that is a part of the church and and, and we want to be a part of that, right? We want to do that. We want to take care of those that are here. We want to minister to those that are here. Uh, that, that is certainly a part of the church and what we're about. But I believe that when you read through the Bible, you see the passion of God. You see the heartbeat of God. You see the eyes of God are, is longing for those who aren't simply here, but it, it's, it's one, one letter for those who are also out there. Right? It's a change of one letter, just from Grenada, Grenada to Grenada, right? One letter change takes you to a totally different destination, right? Same with the church. Same with the church. One letter change can change our focus to where it's all about us, it's all about in here. And again, there's, 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 we want to be about the people in here, but we also want to be about people out there. Now, where's there? Those that are still far from God. Right? Those who don't know Jesus, those who are hurting, those who, who they, they need his love and his grace, those who haven't experienced the same forgiveness and grace and mercy that you have experienced. And it's important because, listen, you change one letter and you end up in Grenada instead of Grenada, right? And you change one letter in the church and you make it all about those here and you forget all about those that are out there. And you're going to end up in a totally, totally different destination. And we want to be the church that takes care of each other. We want to be a church that takes care of those that are here. But we want to be a church that primarily remembers that our purpose is about helping those out there. Right? Because it would be so easy for us to sit around and, and look and say, wow. Man, look at what God is doing in this place. Look, at what, look how God is moving. Look what he's done. And it's very easy for us to kind of get comfortable, to kind of get complacent. And to get content. And I don't ever want us to get complacent or comfortable or content. Amen? There, there are people out there who are lost, who need to know Jesus. Uh, my neighbors. You know, I got neighbors that are lost who don't know Jesus. I got a neighbor who uh, I was talking to her just a couple of weeks ago. Um, and she, she shared with me that she's got pancreatic cancer. And she started chemo treatments uh, the day after Christmas. And I just, I, I've talked to her about, about the Lord, I've talked to her about Jesus, and I've talked to her, you know, over the last several years, I've talked to her, invited her to church, and, 
And, uh, and so I had the opportunity to pray with her there at her doorstep and um, encourage her. And, and so there, there are people like that that are out there. And I don't ever want us to just get complacent. I don't ever want us to get content and say, man, this is, this, is, this is great what we have here. Let's, let's, just, let's just take it easy, right? We don't ever want to do that. And see, I believe that God is looking around the streets of Chester. He's looking at our neighborhoods and our workplaces, at the pain and the heartache in the areas around our church, and he wants them to be here too. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that there's a party every time that someone comes home to God, that someone gives their life to Jesus. The Bible says there's a party. There's a celebration in heaven. But I guarantee you that the next morning that God is standing in the driveway with his eyes out and longing for that son or daughter to come home to the Lord. Right? He's not sitting up there saying, oh, this is great. We've got a lot of people up here. He's like, no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's get back at it. Let's get back at it because we want to celebrate and throw. another. Listen, I would love to have parties here every single day at Chester Christian Church. Wouldn't that be awesome? Right? And so what I want us to do for the next few minutes is just celebrate what God is doing, but also look ahead to what God has got in store and planned and uh, and I'll share some of that stuff. And I'm not going to be able to share everything with you today. I'll kind of unfold some things as the year goes on. Uh, there's some exciting things that are, that are taking place here. And I can't share all of it today. Uh, don't you love it when people do that, right? I got something important to tell you, but, but I'm going to have to wait until later to tell you. Uh, and you guys are like, there's more. <laughs> yeah. But, but here, here's the deal. So, so starting out with making much of Jesus, right? Let's, let's just break that down for a second. What does that mean? What does it look like? to make much of Jesus, right? So in Colossians 1, chapter 1, in the New Testament, Paul writes this, and you, you can turn there, I'll have these scriptures on the screen for you, uh, but this is what the Apostle Paul says. He says, Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him, and he is, the, he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Now, the idea there is that Jesus is like super glue, right? He holds everything together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. You want to know why we start our purpose here at Chester Christian Church with making much of Jesus, and why our desire is for you and in your lives to make much of Jesus, it's because of this right here. Because Scripture points to the fact that Jesus is it, right? It's all about Him. I had a professor in Bible college that, that made this statement, and it's stuck with me ever since. And uh, there's actually a book. I didn't even know there was a book out there, but there's a book called this. Uh, but he, his statement was, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. I love that statement because it's very simplistic. Jesus plus nothing equals everything means that Jesus is everything. Right? Jesus is everything. It's not Jesus, listen to me, it's not Jesus plus your good works. It's not Jesus plus some other religion or belief. It's not Jesus plus moralism. It's not Jesus plus rule following. It's Jesus plus nothing. So you don't add anything to it. See, making much of Jesus is about the gospel. Jesus is the gospel. That's the message. In its simplest form, the gospel means good news, right? And so growing up, for me, when, when people would say the gospel, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't really have 
I mean, I'm still growing in the gospel. We always kind of grow in the gospel, but, but for me, growing up, I always thought, okay, it was, you know, Jesus coming to earth, right? That was, that was the good news, the gospel. We just came out of the Christmas season where we talked about Emmanuel, God with us, and yes, that is part of the gospel, but that's not the whole gospel, right? And then I used to think, well, Jesus dying on the cross, right? That's the gospel, and yes, that is. That's part of the gospel, but but there's more to it, right? And then we say, well, Jesus is ascending into heaven and going to be back with the Father. That's the gospel. And yes, that is part of it, but that's not the whole gospel, right? So what we do is we tend to isolate things and make the gospel just real small and think that it doesn't really affect every area of our life. And I want to be the first to tell you that the gospel affects every area in your life, Right? I love what Tim Keller says. Tim Keller says that the gospel is not the uh, ABCs of Christianity, but the gospel is the A to Z of Christianity, right? It's everything, right? In other words, listen to me. We will never, ever graduate from the gospel. So, so every single Sunday that you come to church here, I'm going to preach the gospel. And you think, man, I, I, I've got this nailed here. I, I've got all this figured out. Well, I, I've got this, this gospel test here. And I want to share it with you, okay? And if anybody wants a copy of this, I, I found this a couple of years ago. And if anybody wants this, I'll be more than happy to share it with you. But, but here's the deal. So if you've got all this and you've graduated from the gospel, then you can move on. As a matter of fact, I would encourage you to go plant a church yourself. If you've got all this figured out, right? So this is, this is it. So the very first thing, very first sign is this, okay? All manipulation is gone from your life. Okay, I failed the first one, <laughs> right? There is zero guilt, shame, and anxiety left in your heart. You don't live in the fear of mankind at all, and you don't find any validation or self-worth in success, and you don't lose any worth in failure. You have a peace in the midst of the chaos of life, and you constantly have joy in darkness because Jesus is our hope. Does that describe anybody in this room to a T? Right? So, so if those are true about you, then you can move on from the gospel. You're good to go. However, none of that is true of me. And so I need to devote my whole life to understanding Jesus and the gospel. Amen? Right? And then, and then the other part is this. If you actively and constantly are applying the transforming work of Jesus into the life of your neighbors, coworkers, and family, and you're seeing people come to know Jesus regularly because of the greatness of Jesus is impossible to deny, and when they see Jesus in, in you, they can't wait to find wholeness in him. Right? If that describes you, then, then you can graduate from the gospel. You're good to go. But, but I have a feeling that we all need a lot of growth in the gospel. Amen? And so that's what we are going to be. Listen, the gospel has the power to change us. And it's not just an outward change. It's a change from the inside. That's what Jesus talked about. It's changing us from the inside out. Changing our heart. And that's what we want to be about here at Chester Christian Church. And so I just want to share some ways that we are making much of Jesus in our community. And, and this is not an exhaustive list, but this is, this is pretty much uh, a lot of it here, okay? So uh, we, we, we do part three, motel. I think if you were here a couple weeks ago, you heard Donnie and uh, Ron share about part three uh, and what they're doing there in that ministry and how it's grown and how God is working in their life and how that ministry is expanding. And, and God is doing some amazing things there. And so they're making much of Jesus in that community. What I love about part three is this, man. Is this not, it's not about part three coming here, but it's about us going to part three. That's what I love about part three the most. 
And that's, that's a beautiful thing, right? We've stepped up and we are now serving uh, the food bank once a month. We've committed to the first Friday of every single month. So our Friday is coming up this Friday. And it's awesome to see so many of you guys there a month, month in and month out uh, serving at the food bank. That's a great ministry. Uh, Hope Tree, another ministry that I'm just totally stoked about uh, because that is a foster family care service. And we have been trying to um, serve them as much as possible. We did a Christmas dinner for them just a few weeks ago, which was awesome. And uh, man, we praise the Lord for that. We did Thanksgiving. We had a meal for them and their staff, and it was a beautiful thing. And we just want to continue to serve them. Uh, Hope Tree also uses our facilities here uh, once a month to do some training and, and help out there. And so we just want to open our doors to them and, and help them as much as possible. Epiphany, we have several folks from our church that participate in this, and it's the prison ministry. Uh, to incarcerated youth at Beaumont facility, and so that's a, that's a great ministry. The community garden. Uh, we're getting a sign put out there. Our community, a lot of you may drive into the parking lot if you're new, and you're like, what is that eyesore out there, right? But listen, that's our community garden, and we're going to put a sign out there that says, hey, this is our community garden, and, uh, and so we want to see you guys take advantage of that this year, and we're going to see some other folks from the community take advantage of that, and uh, man, it's just going to be a, an awesome thing. Uh, backpack ministry. We, we have you guys do an awesome job of bringing in uh, food for backpacks. And by the way, does it, you guys know how many kids we serve backpack ministry? 19. 19 kids at Harrogate Elementary every single week get a backpack of food that they take home on the weekend. And all that because of your generosity and because you make much of Jesus uh, to, 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 in our community. So thank you guys for that. Harrogate, we got several folks that mentor at Harrogate Elementary School uh, on a regular basis. We also feed the teachers there uh, once a year, and they love that. Uh, we love that. It's a great opportunity for us to go in there and just build relationships with them and to serve them. Uh, and there, there's, there's so, many, so many more things that, that we're doing that the other individuals in the church are doing. And, um, and so we just thank you guys. Our, our uh, truck or treat this past year was awesome. We had it out here in our parking lot, and, uh, and we had, uh, there was close to, it had to be close to 300 people here, the most I've ever seen. And so it's just an awesome thing, man, that, to, to see that. And so that, those are some ways that we're making much of Jesus here. We want to continue to do that and grow on that and uh, just make much of Jesus in our community. So let's just praise the Lord for, for those things right there. All right. So I'm going to call Lynette up here. Come on up here, Lynette. You can grab a stool there if you want. Do you need a, do you need a stand or are you good? Okay. So, so Lynette is our, our children's uh, director uh, she works with pretty much 0 to 12th grade, but she's got an awesome team of volunteers and people that, that help. Uh, I know Amanda Stanger is a huge help uh, with the preschool age, correct? And then you've got some other volunteers that serve elementary. So she's, she's doing a, a, an awesome job, and so she's going to kind of help me through the rest of this, this service as we talk about the next phase of our purpose statement, which is reaching people with the gospel, right? So what does that look like? Well, from the very beginning, the church has been relentlessly taking the good news, the gospel, from person to person, from city to city, to country to country. And our desire and prayer is that this church would be as aggressive and passionate about taking the gospel out there as the early church in the book of Acts was about doing that as well. And so nothing is more prominent in Acts. Listen, if you've never read through the book of Acts, Acts is like a history book of the church. It's how the church first started. It's a great read. Um, and it's, it's good stuff. But Acts chapter 1, verse 8, uh, Jesus says this to his disciples. He says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, 
and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, which is Chester, and all Judea, which is the surrounding area, and Samaria, and further out, and then to the ends of the earth. And so that's what we want to be about, about reaching people with the gospel. And so some of the ways that we are reaching people with the gospel, and I'm excited about this, this next thing here is this past year, 2016, we had 27 baptisms. Yeah. <laughs> praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Lynette, how many of those were, were youth and children? We had five youth and three children baptized this year, and we also have several that we're working um, through that process with them. So there'll be three more in the near future as well. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> parents, parents, if you have kids that, that are starting to talk about that and have conversations uh, with them, we've got a great uh, resource for you. It's a little packet, and, and it simply says, does God have a plan for me in my life? And I would encourage you to get that and work through that with your kids. It's a great way for them to learn through that. So, so that's awesome. And it's actually, I think that's four more than we had last year, correct? And so we want to see that number to continue to increase. And uh, so we're excited about what God is doing here. Uh, we also, this, I'm excited about this too, we increased our missions budget. All right, so uh, last year I shared with you guys, I think it was in 2015. Uh, I can't believe it was 2017, by the way. Isn't that crazy? I'm still, still blown away by that. So 2015, we were giving 12% to missions, and we were kind of there for a long time, right, Noah? We, we were there for, for a pretty good while, and so we decided last year, we, hey, we're going to step this up. If this is what God is calling us to do, we're going to step out on faith. We're going to increase our missions budget a percent, and we just said, okay, God, you got to provide and, and do this, and so we did 13% for 2016, uh, and we gave approximately $65,000 to missions uh, this year. That's awesome, man. Praise the Lord for that. And, and so that's helping us, listen, that's helping us reach people with the gospel, right? Because, John, how many, how many missionaries do we support? 21. And several of those are within the United States, and then several of those are outside of the United States. And so we're excited about that. And so this year, 2017, we're, we're going to do it again, and we're going to step up, and we're going to increase it to 14%. And so I'm excited about that. So here's the deal, man. The more you give, the more missions goes out, right? So that's a little plea for you guys to step up your giving. I'm just kidding. Really, it is. But uh, So 14%, 14%, 14% of our, so here's the thing, right? So, so we talk about giving all the time. We don't talk about giving all the time. We talk about giving. We talk about 10% is kind of the baseline. And so as a church, we wanted to model that and be the example. And so we're going to step up. Listen, our, we, we, we're going to step this up a percent every year until, I don't know. I'm looking over at Noah. And Arthur, what do you guys think? I don't, we're not going to put it, we're just going to step it up, man. We're just going to just see what God does. We're going to step it up. Because the next, go to the next slide. I want to show you guys this. All right, so this is 2016 finances. And, uh, and so this is kind of broken down into four areas, major areas here. And uh, I've always said from, to, to you guys from the beginning that we, we're going to be an open book. Uh, we're going to be very transparent with what we do. Uh, you can always come to us, ask questions. So, so for operating expenses this past year, 45% of our budget went to operating, all right? 10% went to ministries, uh, 13% went to missions, and then 32% went to HR, salary, and things like that. Now, I'll, I'll say this, the, the bottom two numbers there, missions and salary, I'm very pleased with. The average for churches across the board, um, I think salaries, we're actually below the average, and then missions, I think we are probably a little bit above the average, so I'm excited about those two bottom numbers. The, the, the two numbers I want to see change 
and I'd like to see them change yesterday, are, are the operating in ministries. I want to see those flip-flops. I want to see us get our operating to 10% and our ministries to 45%, right? I mean, wouldn't that be awesome for us to be able to do that? You know what it's going to take for us to get to do that? More giving. You guys got to step it up, man. You guys got to step it up. Listen, here, here's the deal. So go to the next slide. If you're a first-time visitor here, man, I'm sorry, but this, I, I do not always do this. So, so here's the thing. So we, we went into a capital campaign, a move campaign, uh, almost two years ago. We're coming up to the end of the campaign in, I think it's April, and, uh, and you guys have just done an awesome job with this. And so here's the deal. Um, nothing was more difficult for me than to uh, take over um, the lead pastor role for, for Neil, who had been here for 35-plus years. Right? I mean, that's, that's a very difficult thing to do. And then also immediately go into a capital campaign, not for like a building expansion, but for debt reduction. Right? Uh, you want to talk about being stressed out and adding gray hairs to, my, to, to me. It was, it was, it was, it was crazy. Uh, but, but we did. And, and, it, and God was awesome. And uh, you guys, which totally blew me out of the water because I'm thinking debt reduction. And you guys pledged $194,843 for that campaign over a two-year period, right? It's just absolutely awesome. If you're new here and you're like, what is the MOVE campaign? That's what the MOVE campaign was, is debt reduction, because we wanted to pay down the debt on our building so that we could free up more money to do ministry, right? And so every single dollar that you guys have given to the MOVE campaign has gone towards debt reduction. We have received, to date, $146,499. That's amazing. Let's just praise God for that. Listen, that's 75% of the total pledges, right? That, that, that's like unheard of. Surely that, that's unheard of, right? I mean, that's most churches you don't get. At this stage of where we're at in this campaign, you would never be there. And, and, and so for us to be there just shows me your heart for the Lord, again, how you're growing in the gospel and how God is changing you. And so I'm just totally, totally blown away. And uh, so we've got the next three or four months to reach our goal of that 194000 And when we do our... Uh, We'll just continue to pay down that debt, man, just to decrease it. Uh, we're, we're trying to be good stewards with our money here and, and manage that wisely. But again, I want us to see us flip-flop that and, um, and, and, and make that ministry 45 and that operating expenses 10%. We can do that, right? We can do that. I'd love to see us do it sooner than later. So somebody, please, 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 please write us a check for $2 million, <laughs> and that would be awesome. You guys are like, I can write you a check. It just won't, it just won't, won't cash. Um, that's all right, though. So, so those, those, anything else you want to add about reaching? I do. Um, we also had two youth reconnect or recommit their lives to Christ at conferences that we attended this year. Um, and one of my most favorite things is um, we put a basketball hoop out here um, within the last year or so, and I thought, oh, was that a good idea? But we have youth from Hyde Park that come over and play basketball throughout the week um, and Sunday night. Well, one Sunday night, we have youth group on Sunday nights. Um, they were out there playing. We've invited them in. And last, our last youth group, our Christmas party, we had about 15 youth from Hyde Park come to our Christmas party. And we've had about 8 to 10 on a regular basis coming and they keep inviting their friends and inviting their friends. So, again, the youth reaching out in the community, and because of a basketball hoop, we now have folks coming to youth group. Yeah. 
And, and, and did you say, I'm sorry, did you say how many are coming on Sunday nights? Eight to ten have been but for how, our total, Christmas but, party. But oh, total. youth group, we had 50 youth, not including sponsors, at our Christmas party, and we averaged 37 to 40 youth every Sunday night. That's awesome, man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. You guys, yeah. You know, when we clap, man, we don't have to do like a golf clap. You know how golf clap is like this? I mean, we can just, you know, clap it hard like, like. Jeff, I've, I've watched you. I've been with you watching football, man, right? I know how you, we can get like that when we, you know. <laughs> All right, so, so that, that, that's, uh, that's, those are some ways that we're reaching people with the gospel. And let me tell you something. We're going to just continue to, to, to pursue that and, uh, and just continue to, uh, to just do, see what God does, okay? So then disciple, I'm going to put disciple and equip together here, okay? And so the very first question I want to ask is, what is a disciple? Well, a disciple is simply a learner a student, or an apprentice, right? And so I've used this illustration before, but when I graduated high school, I went through an apprenticeship. Uh, it was an electrical apprenticeship. It was a five-year program, and for those five years, uh, I had to go to school one night a week, and then I had to do on-the-job training, and so I pretty much followed a journeyman electrician for five years, 8,000 hours on-the-job training uh, for five years. Everything he did I did, or I followed, and he would give me instructions. So, you know, the very first uh, day on the job, I remember, man, they, they were showing me the tools that they use. He said, hey, you know, right now all you need is these two tools. He showed me these two tools. He said, go to the store and buy these two tools. And so I, I, I followed him, and, and that, that day, um, I, that's how I learned. That's how I got equipped uh, to, to be able to do uh, electrical work. And so the purpose of discipleship um, is to, to grow and to mature as a community of believers in our love and affection for Jesus, right? And so Ephesians chapter 4, uh, Paul writes these words. Uh, he says, um, talking about Jesus, he gave the apostles, uh, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work. You guys are the saints, right? Uh, the people of God uh, for ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of, of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, right? And so I love what Paul's doing here. He's alluding to the fact that when we come to Christ, right, so you, you give your life to Christ, you are immature, right? You are an infant. You are a babe in Christ, Notice that Paul doesn't say that you will no longer be, but he says that we will no longer be infants. And what Paul is saying is, is that we all need the ministry of the church. Because what Paul knows is, is that without the church, we're not going to grow, we're not going to be discipled, and we're not going to grow closer to Jesus. So just as infants don't come into the world, right, already programmed, right, I got one at home, I know how it is. Right? He doesn't come into the world. He's not like already programmed to know everything. But he's got he's to learn. He's got to be trained. He's got to be you know, brought up. Same way as Christians, as followers of Jesus, when we are born again, when we give our life to Jesus, we're not programmed to know how to follow Jesus. That's why we need the ministry of the church. We need each other. Right? And, and so we never stop growing. We never stop maturing. And so what I want to do real quick is, is I want to give you a visual illustration of this. Okay? So I'm going to call up... Uh, two of my own here, and then I'm going to uh, call up uh, Mariah and, and Dexter Jr. Can you guys come up here too? Oh, man, you, you, are you okay with it? 
<laughs> he was like, dang, oh, man, okay. Come on up here, come on up here. All right, you got to stand over far, far stage over there. Yeah, his shirt, I have arrived. See that, all right. Um, and so this is, uh, he's praising Jesus. So this is, uh, so this, this is Asher here, this is baby Asher, and uh, he is a little over six weeks old, six and a half weeks old, and uh, I'm going to hold him like this here. Um, hey, buddy. And so, so this is the deal. This is an infant in Christ right here. This is, this is a, a new Christian, right? So this is the illustration. This is what you look like when you give your life to Christ and you put your faith and trust in him. You are an infant. You're a babe, right? So you come to Christ. You, you really so, so Asher, he, he can do nothing by himself. We have to stick the binky in his mouth. We have to hold the bottle when we feed him. We have to change it. We, like, we even have to hold his arms and stick them through the armholes. Like, he can't do any of that now, right? So that's what I want you to think about as a new Christian, right? They're, they're, they're totally new. Uh, they have no tools. No re- they, they, they just can't do anything on themselves, right? So that, that's, that's a newborn person in Christ, right? I'm going to give Asher back to, to mommy here. All right? And then you have uh, my, my oldest here. This is Jude. Everybody say hi, Jude. Hi, Jude. All right, so Jude would be like somebody who, he's six years old, six and a half, and so Jude is at the point now where I'm loving it because he's able to do a lot on his own. Uh, he's able to go to the bathroom on his own, which is awesome, right? He's able to uh, put his shoes on. He learned how to tie. He's got to tie shoes, everybody. He even learned how to tie his shoes, yeah. My boy's in kindergarten. All right, so it was funny because, you know, I was so excited about kindergarten. I was thinking, okay, he's going to learn how to read, and I was so excited because every night we would try to read him a book. And he comes home the first couple of weeks of school, and he brings home coloring pages. And I'm like, what is going on here? This is all you're bringing home. Is this all you're doing all day long is coloring? Like, when are you guys going to learn how to read? And it's like, it's like a, a, it turned on. Like, one day he comes home, and he's reading a sentence to me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you, guys, you guys know what you're doing. Uh, so, so, so Judah's six and a half. He's a little bit more. He's definitely more able to do things than Asher. He can put, dress himself, uh, tie his shoes. He can pour milk. He can pour cereal. He can put away dishes, like we put away silverware, silverware is his job, and so he kind of puts the silverware in place, uh, but there's a lot that Jude still can't do, right, Jude, he can't drive, obviously, uh, he can't, uh, so there's still some things that he needs help with, right, and so this is like a discipleship, right, so mommy and daddy are helping him, we're training him, he's grown from Asher, from an infant, to this stage, but so, so that's discipleship, right, we're, we're helping him grow, okay, thanks buddy. Now, these two here, these are teenagers, right? And so teenagers, now, they're at the point, man, where they're pretty much self-sufficient, right? I mean, they're, 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 they can do just about everything on their own. Uh, they're, they're starting to drive. Are you starting to drive yet? You're not that old, are you? You're middle school. You're both middle school? You're high school. Yeah, you're, 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 you're starting to drive yet? Yeah, how's she driving? She has her license? Shut up. <laughs> man, I am getting old. All right. So, so, so they're pretty much self-sufficient, but here's the thing, right? So they've grown from, from Jude's age, they've grown to here, and they're pretty much self-sufficient. However, however, we would never just at this age totally say, okay, you're on your own, right? We wouldn't do that because they still need a little bit of help with, like, decision-making, right? 
Amen, parents, mom and dads, right? Right? It's like they can't they can't get, you know, so so they're but they're there, right? I mean they've grown, right? Same way with discipleship, right? Discipleship is a process, and so you're growing and, and so you get to this point, and then and then when you become uh, a parent, uh, Lynette over here, uh, you're you're a grown, you you've you've matured in your discipleship, and uh, and now uh, but but here's the thing, you never stop growing, right? You never stop growing, you're always learning. But at this stage right here, uh, man, you're, you're, you're at the stage where you're actually pouring into other people. And you're helping, you're helping the Jews grow, right? Now, here, here's the thing, too. At, at this stage, you can disciple people. Like, you can, you can help Asher. You can help Asher grow. You can change his diaper. <laughs> I'm serious, man. You need to go change his diaper. <laughs> right? You can do things like that, right? And, and in a spiritual sense. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? And so I wanted to kind of give you guys this visual picture of how, you know, this is what Paul is talking about, right? We need the church. We need uh, the, the, the body of Christ to help us grow and to mature, to mature into who he has called us to be, right? And so that's the process, and it takes time. Listen, it's not an overnight thing. It's not like, bam, right? This, this, this you know, from, from going from that to this is, has been a six-year process, and this is going to take another six years, you know what I mean? And so discipleship is not something that just happens overnight, but it's, it's a process. And, you work, and you're working on it, and, you're, and, and you're, you're, uh, you, other people are pouring into you, right? So, so I wanted to share that with you guys. Go ahead. Thank you. Give these guys a hand. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. I, I just wanted to share that with you guys, give you a visual there. So, so some of the ways that we are here at Chester Christian Church that we are discipling and equipping people uh, we, we, we have small groups, and uh, our small group ministry, uh, I, I'll just be honest with you, uh, man, it just needs to get better. It just needs to get better, okay? That, that, was, uh, that was an area that I used to oversee, and I had hands-on in that area of ministry. And then obviously in the last two years, I've been a little bit more occupied with other things, uh, like preaching every, every week, right? Uh, and so, so our small group ministry definitely needs improvement. But we have, we've added two, two new small groups this year, which praise the Lord, right? Uh, and, and we have about 106 people that are consistently going to small groups, uh, which isn't bad. It's about 50%, a little bit less than 50% of, of the church, you know, grown-ups and adults. And so that's not bad. I'd love to see that number get up there, you know, 75, 80%. That would be awesome, right? But, but 106 people that are actively in small groups. Our small groups meet throughout the week, uh, Monday through Friday, at different people's homes. And so uh, we just praise the Lord for them. We just want to see those grow. Uh, anything about small groups? You got a lot of small groups. Well, we start in elementary and preschool with small groups just so that your kids get to know how important it is to do life together and get to know everybody. Um, so instead of Sunday school teachers, we have small group leaders, um, and they're not just up there to sit and lecture, but they're there to get to know your kids know, so they could ask, how was your baseball game? How was that test last week? Your aunt's sick. Your cat is ill. How was that after we prayed last week? So we start them early on in small groups so that they will understand the importance as they get older. Amen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the ways that we equip people uh, also is, I think, serving. When people are using their spiritual gift and they're serving in an area of ministry, um, man, that, that really accelerates people's spiritual growth. It really does. If, you, if you're not serving, 
Uh, I want to encourage you to get involved. But I'm really happy about this, man. We have added 30 new volunteers uh, this past year, people that have, they maybe weren't serving, that are serving in the area of ministry. Uh, I know 12 of those were in our First Impressions ministry, I think, uh, Charlotte, correct? Something like that. Uh, that, that are serving, and that's awesome. Praise the Lord for that. Lynette's got some new volunteers in the children's area. Praise the Lord for that. Uh, so thank you guys. Man, that's, that's, that's awesome right there to see 30 new volunteers um, this, this past year. It was just amazing. Uh, we still need volunteers. We're always needing volunteers. And so, man, just encourage you guys to be praying about that. Anything else you want to add about that? We do. We've had 14 um, new volunteers in the future generations, children and youth. We've had a couple step away. Um, we have 71 folks serving alone in our children's ministry on Sunday morning. Woo! Yeah. That's amazing. The sad part is we still need more help. Um, we've got 13 small group leaders and volunteers on Sunday evening with our youth, which is amazing. Um, and not only do we disciple the kids and the youth, we disciple each other. We're there. Um, my mom and dad are um, getting old, and that, um, I've had so many people come alongside me and pray for me or visit them and, and help encourage me as well and encouraging each other as um, they go through hard times and are praying for them. Yeah. Um, so, again, not just discipling our kids, but discipling each other as we serve together. And I just want to say this about our, our teenagers and our small group leaders that, that work with our youth. Um, the way, way we set this up, and this was a huge ask uh, for our volunteers, because what we did is we went to them uh, four or five, six years ago, how many years ago it's been? Whatever, whatever, whatever it's been. And we sit down with them and said, hey, would you be willing to volunteer in our youth program? But here's what we're asking you to do. We want you to be a small group leader. We try to get husband and wife or two, you know, male, female. And uh, we said, would you be willing to, um, to be like a sixth, seventh grade small group leader, but then stay with them all the way through till they graduate high school? I mean, that's a, that's a huge dedication. That's, that's huge. And they've all been willing to do that. They've all done that. And we have seen such fruit from that, have we not? I mean, to see the kids and the relationships that they form with their small group leaders because they are the ones who are with them for six years, seven years. Yeah, however many years it is. I, don't, I can't add. I don't know. But, but, but that's what it is, right? And so that's just an amazing thing. So I just I praise the Lord for... So many of you guys and what God is doing in your life, man, it's just awesome to see it. Um, we started a, a C3 Connect class this past year, and uh, we've always done kind of a jump start. It used to be called Jump Start Class, and we did it here. We changed it. We made it to our house. Uh, it's for, for people that are new to Chester Christian Church, uh, people that, that have questions or whatever. And we saw, I, I think, close to 40. It may be low. It may be more than that. I'm not sure. Uh, but 40 folks come through that class this past year, man. Praise the Lord for that. Yes. Um, and so, so we just want to say thank you guys for that. Uh, I'm excited about this year. Uh, one of the things that, that, that God laid on my heart uh, last year, uh, towards the end of the year, I was kind of praying and just kind of seeking the Lord about direction uh, for this coming year. And uh, one of the things that really became evident to me, an area that we need to work on as a church, as leadership, uh, was this area of discipleship and equipping. And I just saw that this was a major hole in our ministry uh, because, again, my, my desire is to see us grow in the gospel. 
And so as leadership, as elders of the church, we, we've uh, talked about this, and we've got some other folks involved that have helped through this process. Uh, but, but I'm excited to say that this year uh, we're going to be adding some new classes uh, for the sole purpose of helping you grow in the gospel and, and, and to give you tools and to give you resources. Uh, those classes are going to start in February, and uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I mean, just to be honest with you, it's, it's my commitment to you uh, that saying that, hey, we're going to create a path, right, from Asher all the way up to Lynette. We're creating a path for you to be able to grow, and we want to make it, and I, I, I want to hesitate when I say this. I, I wish I had a different word choice, but, but I'm going to say it. Uh, we want to make it as easy as possible for you to, to get into those classes. Now, discipleship is not easy. Following Jesus is not easy, Okay. But we want to make it as easy as possible for you, right? Because I know that we're busy in here. I know that we have families. Um, and so what we've done is we've figured out a way to try to create these classes and have them on Sunday morning. Now, because of limited space here, we can only do one class, <laughs> right? And so, so it's going to start in February, and it's going to be the very first class. Go to the, very, the next slide there. So it's going to be C3 101 class. Uh, and so this is going to be a class. It's going to be two weeks. And you're going to be able to explore Christianity if you've got questions, just basic Christian doctrine. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, just different things that we do here. Uh, we're going to get an Old Testament overview and a New Testament overview, so it kind of help you kind of put the whole Bible together and see how it, it's, it's, it fits together. And then we're going to talk about your spiritual gifts and how you can figure that out. All right, so that's going to be the very first one. It's going to be two weeks in February. You can sign up today if you're interested at the Welcome Desk, or you can go online. It's online. You can sign up on there as well. Uh, but that's going to be probably limited space because it's going to be in our office trailer. All right, so it's going to be, I don't know how many people can we fit in there. Maybe more. That we'll, we'll figure it out. But anyways, go ahead and sign up for that. And these will be offered throughout the year, okay? Uh, the next class, C3201, uh, is going to be uh, a class where, let's see here. Uh, Robin, how, how many weeks did they say this class was going to be? Oh, we don't know yet. So, so this, this one, we're not sure how many weeks, but it's going to be the next one to be offered. Uh, it's going to teach you how to read the Bible, how to study. Uh, spiritual disciplines, man, that's a huge thing, right? I mean, there are a ton, a ton, a ton of spiritual disciplines out there, and we want to be able to teach you several of those and help you to be able to practice those because spiritual disciplines help us to grow closer to, to Jesus. The next, next, next one, C3, C3 301, um, this is going to be a little bit more in-depth, right, how to share the gospel and discipleship training. Now, the way this was going to work is this. You're going to come to class one week, one week, and in that class, you're going to form a group on our new community builder, uh, which is our faith community thing, right? And you're going to form a group, and as that group, you're going to work together through some things for like several weeks, okay? And so that's how that class is going to work. And then the last class is going to be for those who really want to go the distance. This is for you know, the, the, the totally mature uh, person, the, the, the adult parent, the disciple's path. This is a one-year disciple path, and basically what this means is, is you walk through um, a book that we have, but you also will partner with somebody. So, like, for instance, I would partner with somebody like Jude that's in that stage of life, and I would spend time with them, and I would disciple them, and I would pour into them. And, and you know, when you talk about that, you think, man, that sounds difficult, that sounds hard, and really, it's, it's not. You know, it's really about sharing life together. It's about, hey, man, what are you reading? Let's read this together. 
Let's talk about this. What is God doing in your life? How have you seen God moving in your life? You got questions about, you know, at work or in family. You know, how, how can we work through some of these things that you're going through? That's what discipleship is. You, you meet together uh, regularly on the phone, uh, whatever, and, and you talk through these things. And you disciple somebody. And so that, that's, that's going to be C3401. And so these classes will be offered throughout the year and uh, along with our C3 Connect class. And that's going to be our commitment to you to say, hey, man, we, we really want to see you guys grow in the gospel. We want to see you guys grow in the Lord. Amen? So it's, and we made it easy, man, Sunday morning. Got child care already provided, right? And if you miss, if you can't be here for both services, if you miss a sermon, uh, you probably didn't miss much. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you, you can always go online and listen to the sermons. Uh, we, we record our sermons every single week, and so I would encourage you to do that. Take advantage of that. There are some other things, man, that I cannot share with you today, um, but I will share with you soon. I will share with you soon, and I can't wait uh, to share those things with you, okay? I got to brag on our kids just a, a minute or two more. <laughs> um, we do have 14 of our youth that serve on Sunday morning. Um, whether it's in the sound booth up here on stage, serving with our um, younger children, um, serving communion, helping with the kids in back again. Um, I had a middle school student come to me um, after Kathy um, talked about the prayer ministry. She wants to start a prayer ministry on the youth with the youth team. Um, So we're going to be getting that up and going this year. Um, Several of our youth gave up Um, time over the summer and over their Christmas break to go serve as junior counselors or junior staff at camp. Um, Again, just serving out of their own heart um, and giving up their vacation time as well there. Um, We had three youth go on um, mission trips, um, whether stateside or foreign mission trips this last year as well. Again, just the community here, discipling them, seeing them grow, seeing them on the U version too. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm friends with several of them and how they may have prayed for the first time out loud this year. They may have read scripture out loud for the first time this year. Seeing God work in their lives, seeing how them being in the word and connected is just growing them. It gives me chills um, just to see that happening. Um, and for looking forward this year for equipping, um, I'm researching and planning and working on some things to equip parents more this year. Um, being a parent is tough. Um, I've got 14 and an almost 19-year-old, um, and it is. All through those stages is tough. So um, we're going to look at implementing some things so we can walk alongside you a little bit better as you raise your kids. Amen. Amen. Uh, I, I do want to close out by, by asking uh, some questions. Um, you know, we, we have a, a prayer team here, and uh, they, they do an amazing job. They, they pray every single week. Uh, Kathy leads our prayer team ministry. Uh, Kathy's over there, uh, so I'm looking over there. And uh, she does an amazing job, and so we just really appreciate our, our prayer team. And, um, you know, that, that's another thing. Just, just as discipleship was on my heart, uh, prayer is also on my heart. And I want us to just continually be a church that is growing in our prayer life. Um, you know, prayer can be difficult discipline for us to learn because our mind goes a, a, a bazillion miles uh, an hour. And so I just, I just want us to grow in that. But I do want to ask this question. Does anybody here have um, just a, a prayer, a praise that where God has answered a prayer or God has done something in your life that you would just want to share? Uh, I, I can think of one that I hope they stand up and share. 
because this is so exciting to hear. Yes, that's, yes, Mary Bridgman. Yes, if you don't know Mary, listen, if you don't, if you don't know, if you don't know Mary Bridgman's story, uh, she was having some pain, she kept going to the doctor, right, everything was kind of getting delayed, and it turns out that they found a spot, right, on your liver, on your liver, and, uh, and that's, that's uh, obviously when you get that news, it's hard, and, uh, and I, I just, just, I remember being in the hospital with you that morning to pray with you before you go into surgery, and uh, just, God, you know, just your will be done, and uh, man, when I got that phone call, I can't remember if it was the, day, the same day or the day after, uh, the doctor said he got every bit of it, and that you're cancer-free. I, I, I get cold chills now thinking about it, right? It's just praise the Lord, man. Just praise the Lord for answering prayer. That's awesome. That's awesome. Fantastic. Anybody else have something that they want to share and answer to prayer? Yes, Angelina. Amen. Amen. Did you guys hear that? Did you guys hear that? Did you guys get to hear what she said? Okay, make sure. Anybody else? Uh, thank you, Angelina. That, that, that means a lot. I, that, anybody else? And, and you can share how, how Chester Christian has impacted your life, our ministry, our, you know, your, your walk with Jesus. Whatever. Anybody? Patty. Patty. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Glenn. And uh, I've been going through a very real battle with cancer myself and I just want to say that I have been blessed so abundantly by many people in the church to help me get through this 
and I just can't tell you how much that is, how how much I, that means to us. Amen. Amen. Anyone, Kathy? Chris is getting a workout in today. <laughs> it's first of the year. It's the New Year's resolution. <laughs> I just want to say thank you for my family here, too. I have had a rough couple of months because of my, my mom passing. But what I wanted to say was that, you know, the family here at church just rallied around. And, and I just thank you for that because that, that just means a lot. That's what family's all about. But I also want to say that... Um, Throughout this year, the prayer team has had so many prayers answered that, you know, it's just unbelievable as a prayer team leader to just see that. Um, I can think of one that just off the top of my head, that <clears throat> a couple that was um, on the imminent of a divorce. They really were going to, um, the wife had come home and she said, I'm, I'm done. I'm really done. And I, you know, the team and I, I, you know, I just sent a word out, you know, we need to pray. We need to pray hard. We need to pray for this couple. And believe it or not, there was a couple here, and I'm not going to name names, that um, this couple does not go to church here. Talk about reaching out into the community. This couple goes here at this church that um, reached out to this couple that we were praying for and, and now are discipling them. So, you know, we are quitting. We are doing what we're supposed to be doing, and I just encourage you to keep doing what you're doing because God is moving in a mighty way in here, and we just need to keep moving. Don't stop. Amen. Amen. Anyone? You guys are like, man, I need to go home and get some sleep. All right, just again, man, uh, thank you guys. In, in your bulletin, there is a survey that you should have gotten, and I want to encourage you guys to fill that out. Name is optional. You don't have to put your name if you don't want to, but it's just a way for us to be able to see how we can better serve you and how we can grow and, and what we're doing, and uh, we always want to be making things better because when we make things better, we're making much of Jesus, right? And so that's what we want to do. So thank you guys uh, for, for doing that. You can drop it in the offering plate here in just a few minutes. I'm going to ask the band to come on back up. And we're going to go into our time of communion here. Uh, we do this each week. And, you know, all the things that we are talking about here today, uh, we're able to, to talk about them, we're able to do them because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. Uh, he gave his life. Um, he, he sacrificed his life to give us life. And so we, we celebrate that each week here. And so the guy's going to come forward and pass out a tray of bread and juice. And I just want to encourage you to take that together and to, to praise God for the victory we have in Jesus and how he is working in your life. And, um, and we just pray that God will do... Um, some more and just amazing things in 2017 and how he uses Chester Christian Church. Uh, so, so thank you guys. Come on, come on and pass out the trace.